You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. And we have a very special bonus episode discussing to all the boys I've loved before, P.S. I Still Love You, with the amazing Lucy from Lucy on the Ground. She is a rom-com queen and has a lot of opinions about romantic comedies, particularly this one. here with the amazing Lucy from Lucy on the ground with rocks uh, Lucy on the ground. I always want to say with rocks as part of your handle, but that's part of your name, because, right? Well, when I started, like I started this as a blog and it was kind of Lucy in the sky with diamonds. So it was just Lucy on the ground with rocks, but Instagram didn't let it be that long. So then I just made it Lucy on the ground and people assume it's boots on the ground now. So I kind of just <laughs> to the rocks, but my emails are still that. So I don't know. Some people still call me that. I answer to it all. And people think it's not your real name too, right? That is so A lot of people think your name is not Lucy. Yeah. I don't know why I would share my face, but change my name. But yeah, a lot of people like whenever (laughs) I do like, ask me a question, I get 30. What's your real name? And I'm like, is this really all you guys are? If that's what you're curious about, I mean, it keeps, I guess I have new follower. I don't know. It surprises me. Well, I would say too, you were the most recognized person at BravoCon. We loved being there with you. And I felt like every time we were sitting waiting for something to start or something was ending, everybody was coming up to you and being like, oh my gosh, Lucy, what is that like with being recognized? <laughs> what is it I like mean, to be a Bravo yeah. celebrity? <laughs> I mean, it was definitely the perfect storm of where I was. It had happened like Maybe twice before it happened at a John Mayer concert, and actually Bill got recognized because of his god awful shorts. And then they were like, "Oh my god, it's Lucy and Bill!" But like that had never it had happened like once, twice before. And so at BravoCon, it was kind of the perfect storm of obviously people who follow all of us only want Bravo news. And I kind of was surprised because I use that filter from Snapchat so much on my face when I'm feeling my like most. Destro- destroyed and hung over with that big mouth and people were still recognizing me. So I was like, Oh, this, it was weird. It was, I appreciate it. And it's so nice, but it was weird, but I didn't realize how much I shared my face like for a meme account at that point and how many like kind of did or didn't as much. I think that was what was surprising. I kind of, I knew everyone's faces cause we were sending pictures to each other and we had all been hanging out. So then I was like, oh, no, this is this is real. Mo-. Like, you follow them. And people were like, no, no, I do. But I didn't realize your faces weren't out there. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of crazy when you're, like, sitting next to people and they're like, oh, like, you know, do you do you like Bravo? We're like, yeah, we do. We actually have a podcast. And we're like, like what is it? We're like, oh, we're the real moms of Bravo. And one person from behind us goes, I follow you guys. It was just, you know, it was so fun to be around everyone. And what I think some people might not realize, so you love Bravo. You love reality TV. But you're passion is rom-coms. I mean, you are the rom-com queen, I would say. I think, yeah. I mean, my passion is just, I started this kind of like pop culture more so and reality TV. And I love, I mean, we know I love award shows, rom-coms. Like I just, I grew up on movies. So those were my first celebrities. And then I think it's fun because I think we all said this, we decided like at BravoCon, Maybe that's why it was easier to approach people and like people were chasing them down is because 
not that they're not A-list, but they're more accessible celebrities. But I grew up like, I, you know, Brad and Jen, don't get me started. But like my- guys <laughs> That'll be a separate podcast. Yeah. It's a terrible, it's terrible, terrible struggle that I've had yeah. for 30 years. <laughs> I'm not even 30, but since they've been together, I have followed this love story. But that's like, I don't know. I just love- I don't know the romance of like, I, yeah, I could get, I could get carried away. I'm not going to. <laughs> well, so one rom-com that all of us love, and we really discovered that we love this just via watching each other's stories, but to all the boys I loved before, I think is maybe one of my favorite, most recent rom-coms and watching the first one, I was like, I actually want to go back to high school right now. Like I miss having a crush on a boy. Yes, that is exactly it. It might, it's just the crush phase. And I was probably more like a Laura Jean, like uh, definitely like that's probably the first time I was like observing celebrities. It's more like observing the popular kids and I wasn't popular, (laughs) but it was definitely like, I loved like, just, I don't know their dynamic and Peter Kaczynski. I mean, come on. Oh, I was the same way. I was a total Lara Jean, always fall in love from afar. No one was ever in love with me. (laughs) I had like tons of crushes. I just thought it was the sweetest movie. And of the recent Netflix movies, it's one I can watch over and over again. And two, I feel like it would have killed it had it gone been released to actual theaters. But they were smart to do what they did. Yeah, because it's bingeable all the time. Like I watched it like several times in a row. Like when the second one came out, my boyfriend was like, are we going to have to do this again? Like I watched it. Of course. Yeah. Come on, Bill. We're going to watch this five more times. I've already watched the second one almost twice. Cause I went, I watched it first just to enjoy it. And then I rewatched it again to prepare for our podcast where we've kind of done a bad job saying this up. We are going to take a deep (laughs) dive into uh, all the boys I love before PS. I still love you. Uh, So I went back and watched it again and it was just as enjoyable, but uh, well, I mean, so Really, like thinking about the movie, it, I thought it did a good job of picking up where to to all the boys I loved before, where the the original one left off. So Peter and Laura Jean are kind of officially dating for the first time. It's not the fake relationship to make people jealous or to kind of divert attention from the the men she the boys that she has uh, penned these love letters to that she was trying to avoid. But I felt like it was like lacking just a little bit of like the spark that the first one had. But the biggest part of it is, so Peter and Laura Jean are, you know, are dating and along comes John Ambrose, the what was it, model UN crush that started all the letters. Who is suddenly black. Like he was white in the first movie. Can we just like jump to that really quick? Like in the first Oh, movie. that's an important detail. You're right. <laughs> and I, I kind of forgot that. And Bill, and Bill was sitting here for, yes, I love you, still love you. And he was like, who is this kid? And I was like, it's John Ambrose. Stop talking. And he's like, no, that can't be John Ambrose. He was white in the first movie when they alluded to him. And I was like, no, they weren't. <laughs> he wasn't. And by the end of it, he made me, he's like, go start the other one again. And we went all the way to the end because he said there was a t- trailer for the second one in case it happened. And he was like, John Ambrose knocks on the door and he arrives at Laura Jean's house. And it was, <laughs> I don't know how Bill remembered yes, it. And the but yeah, yeah that's he, where I, he was like a ginger. No. Oh, I didn't remember him being a ginger. I, I kind of thought, I'm like, I don't remember him being black. Like, I thought maybe, but I was like, maybe he was kind of one of those. Because he was only a agno- Like, it's hard yeah. to tell what is he. Yeah. But uh, the other thing, too, I didn't understand is, okay, one, I thought she hadn't talked to him forever. He made it sound like they were, like, went to middle school together, and he just went to, like, the preppy high school across the road. Yeah. He was in the same town. I thought he moved. Yeah, he was like in the same town. They end up going to the same place to do their like junior service project volunteer thing. I mean, how did she not know that John Ambrose was this close if he was the one she really like really liked to begin with? You guys, these are details <laughs> for rom-coms. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's something like so whoever is in charge of continuity in the first one should have picked up on someone. I okay, so Abby, unlike you, I loved and devoured the second one just as much as the first one. I didn't care about the details. I still got the butterflies and just that rush of liking someone. So I was more focused on that than these very important details that you both have caught. But I didn't even 
make any of those connections. I didn't, I did not realize that. The biggest miss to me is nowhere in, in rom-com worlds and in anything that revolves around high school is a kid who was in the model UN going to be best friends with the most popular boy in school. That never happens. Well, and also because he, he kind of alluded that Peter Krasinski was not nice. And then we kind of just blew past that. Like, Peter Krasinski, like, made fun or always took the last piece of pizza. And I was like, are we trying to imply that Peter was the bully? Because I will not buy into it. I will not accept it. Like, I was just, I, I, so I'm more like Abby. I was a little, I enjoyed it, but I have a really terrible, like, I can't watch The Office a lot because I have terrible secondhand embarrassment. And it, it makes me like, I have to leave the room. I walk away. And I was screaming under a pillow for half of this movie because Bill's yelling at the TV because he's like, Lord Jean's a hussy. I mean, she was having an emotional affair on Peter Kaczynski. Affair. Like, I was, and not telling them. Oh, yeah. She kept downplaying it. I was like, wait a minute. I thought you guys had this great relationship. Yeah. There were lots of opportunities for her to address it or with both of them. She was playing John Ambrose too. I, I, I mean, she's 16. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but she was supposed to be this like little bookworm who like didn't even know how to have a, a boyfriend. And she kept asking him, like, I don't know how to be a girlfriend and like was so sweet and innocent. And then all of a sudden she can like, she has some game and she has two boys after her. You guys are cracking my shit up because <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, she's 16. She doesn't know what the hell she's doing. She's read a lot of romance novels. She watches she's a TV. She's old soul. She is a mature old soul and she knew exactly yes. oh what she was God. doing. If she read, I've watched a lot of romance novels. I knew what was going to happen to me if Chad Michael Murray from the football team finally came and noticed me with my terrible bangs. Like I knew I had a chance. Like, and then you had to play it well. Like they had, like she knew once she had two guys there. I th- I feel like that's where the like. I also think uh, sequels, especially because this is a trilogy, sequels are always kind of okay for me. They just have to connect to the third one, and I feel like this one filled in a lot of pieces. I think it was good for developing their relationship, but where the first one, even though so much happened and it moved quickly, I still felt like it didn't like jump around this one suddenly like we're playing the piano we're at like model he's lives across I don't know like I was the same as Abby there were a lot of things that moved in and out really quickly and suddenly she's back with Peter and everything's okay even though she just kissed John Ambrose out in this show the Laura Jean that I loved in the first one became a it's like the girl who like was kind of an ugly duckling and then goes to summer camp and all of a sudden is hot and a slut and you're like what happened and Mm -hmm. why didn't I go to that camp that was Laura Jean like she was a sweet little innocent girl in the first one and now all of a sudden she's kissing John Ambrose and then tells Peter Kravinsky she loves him 20 seconds later it was just I mean again you too I'm like laughing so hard listening to the both of you because of how fired up you are. But where am I? I'm like, she's 16. Yeah. Emotions were running high. She was having doubt in the back of her head. Like Stormy said, you don't always know until you kiss someone. And to me, that's what all that was, was a kiss. And plus he was being shady with Jen. And apparently I never read the books, but apparently in the books, it was a little bit worse than what was shown on screen. So I think, apparently i don't know i'm waiting to read read the book because i feel like whenever i read the book first i'm always so let down by the movie and i loved the first one so much i didn't even know it was a book until everybody was telling me like you know it's a book right so i'm like i'm gonna wait till i watch all the movies and then read the book so i have the opposite of disappointment because if you read the book first the movies always fail you yeah i think what but a lot of the i heard i had people messaging me that the book the second one they cut out a lot from the book. Like Stormy was, I somehow, oh, it was like Laura Jean's dad. Stormy is his uh, dad's like third wife or something. Like there's a lot of connections that like they, obviously you don't have time for, but this felt more like a Netflix movie than the other one. Like I feel like yeah, the other great. one could have been, I don't know. I loved the first one. I didn't dislike this. I just feel like it was a connector for me. And there were, I, I'll still watch it. Like 
Yeah, I'm still going to watch the second one a hundred times. It just didn't give me the butterflies like the first one did. But I will say when I get older, sign me up for that retirement center. Oh, that is the most yeah. fancy, hot retirement center I've ever seen in my life. And I love I also think actress. I personally, oh, I love that actress. I think that's Sarah Paulson's partner. Yeah. It is. Yeah, Holland. that's her partner. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, I love a love triangle. So I think that's also why that kind of got me in this movie. I think about the OC and the love triangles I was going on there. I just love a love triangle. So that kind of had me invested in uh, having a main lead who is indecisive. But between, so are you both team Peter Kaczynski or team John Ambrose? Peter, I'll let Lucy go first. Peter always. Yeah. Peter for sure. I didn't love yeah. John Ambrose's character. I I feel like it was a good. I feel like I would have maybe loved him more if like Laura Jean had met uh, John first, and that was her first. Just because I I feel like I was so attached to Peter Kaczynski, and John Ambrose came in and like I don't know like was I, I did he just came in weird with and the piano playing I don't know like yeah he just I wanted him strong. to be a little bit more of like, like charming and endearing in a nerdy way. And he had quite a bit of confidence for someone who, again, was a model UN, was supposed to be kind of a nerd. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I would want him to be more like, like link back to like the John Hughes days. Ooh. Like it'd be somebody from one of those movies where it was, you know, like kind of like the opposite of Breakfast Club where the the weird girl, like you know, pretty gets the pink. jock. Yeah, Pretty in Pink yes. would be a great example. Or Money Can't Buy You Love. Or, like, I wanted him to be a little bit yeah. more like that. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But he was just, John Ambrose was missing something. I kind of thought in the beginning when I'm like, oh, John Ambrose is going to be here. This is going to be interesting. You know, she's volunteering with him and she's questioning her and Peter. I thought maybe I would start cheering for John Ambrose, but I felt like they just didn't do a great job developing his character. I, I was team Peter as well. I fucking love Noah Centino. I have the biggest crush so on him. I was all about Peter. Only in the movies. Do you Mainly him on, on appearances and everything. I, know, but I do follow he's him just on Peter. Instagram. And do you, I don't, what do you think I, I don't really feel about his shaved head. <laughs> I don't really care about that. The, I, I can't remember who he's it was. He's good in movement. He's better in movement. <laughs> it's like a dress. <laughs> When you're on the red carpet, you're like, I swear it's much prettier in person. I feel like, yeah. Once I'm walking, this thing really is, yeah. Maybe there's, he is better movement though. Yeah. There's something, I feel like the edginess or, and I, he's done a couple Netflix movies, at least uh, the other one, that dating app or whatever, that was so dumb. I had to turn it off. Oh, so bad. So bad. Yeah. But I feel like. There's another one that was actually kind of good. Yeah. I keep, I feel like there were three. I feel like he had like a three part deal. The dating one was really bad. Oh, the I dating one was really bad, but there was one that was decent. Now I'm like googling it as a, a while we're talking. It was about um. Damn it! I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what it is as we're talking. I feel like he but, had the potential. Like they're trying to fit him into the role of the um like that jock, and he played it so well in the first one. And I wonder, like, where he landed with fame and stuff because people were, like, saying, like, you know, he kind of looks like on Instagram, like, he's been partying hard. Like, he looks like, what is it, road wet, put away dry, or, like, road dry, put away wet. Road hard. Road hard, hard, put away wet. Like, it it just, Uh, yeah. That's a really good observation because I don't know if you all have read a recent interview that he's done, but he's sober, he oh. did the oh, party scene really, really. Yeah, he's sober. He did the party scene like so. really, really hard, and is clean. So he I feel lived like being sober, sober is kind of like the hot thing right now. Like, I, I mean, I know it's like a life choice, but like Brad Pitt's making a big deal about it. Bradley Cooper, now Noah. I feel like it's one like because it's a whole different world in Hollywood. Like, I think the privacy is just if you don't get caught. And you're doing kind of sketchy. Like, there's alcohol. And I just, I'm assuming he's sober, like, from a lot of things. And I do think he was in the party scene hard, which happens in young Hollywood. And I don't think, whereas, like, 20 years ago, Brad Pitt was, you know, if he was partying, or 30 years ago, I guess, or whatever. Like, you couldn't find it. Like, no one was at those parties. There weren't phones around. Like, 
I just don't think it's safe anymore. So good for him for protecting himself for being like, you know what? I haven't gotten caught yet in a compromising situation. Maybe I should, you know, I got it out of my system. I just wonder how he's 23. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's 20, he's 23 and has been sober since the day before his 21st birthday. Before then, he told um, this magazine that he would take Molly with his friends and try to get to the bottom of some really deep philosophical existential question. So he did some shit. So he's been sober for some time. <laughs> First of all, it's a really weird way to describe it. Like, who says that? Like, you're 21. Someone who did drugs. no depth to your existential crisis at that point, yeah. sir. I mean, like, now he's doing kombucha. I don't know. But he's sober now and I still I still love him. No, I love him. I applaud him for getting sober. I think to, you know, recognize that in your early 20s it yes. shows maturity, especially because I think he kind of became famous out of nowhere. I, you know, yes. when To All the Boys I Love Before came out and it was like, oh, he was the hot guy. He got a couple other movies. I think sometimes when you get fame that quickly, you're that much more susceptible to making the bad choices. Um, you're also that much more susceptible, I think, to being kind of a, a crash and burn and we don't see you again for a while. So I still think it's good for us. He's sober. I still think see him again. Gonna, I think, I, th- I think it's a kind of one hit wonder, like in our youth kind of thing. I just don't see, I don't know. I think, uh, Lana Condor, is that how you say it? Lana Condor? Like, excels him. Like, I think the movie is great because I believe her. I believe him in this jock role, but I think it's a lot easier to play this jock role than this the both roles in both movies she did. Like I, I agree in the sense like Vanessa, like she is a 16-year-old and it's very convincing that she is struggling with now all the attention. And that's why it's all confusing. Abby and I are like, bitch, get it together. But I am obsessed with her though. I think, I mean, I hope she continues to have a lot of success. And Lucy just sent us her song. I didn't know she could sing. She's a beautiful voice. And there's a couple now like, uh, yeah, she just posted a song and then Caitlin, um, Dever, I think it is from Booksmart, has released a song. I just love. Oh, I like Hollywood. Like, I just think yeah. there's a class coming back that feels very a list, and I think she's part of it. I don't know if he I think. I, know. I was oh, just going to say I love. I agree with everything you're saying, and I think the number one thing I love the most to all the boys is that our main character isn't a white person. <laughs> It I was is just going to say that. I yeah. love that she is, you know, exposed. I love that when Hollywood gives us people that you see in your everyday life and focusing on an Asian character and her family and the cultures within her family. So I, I think that was really, really smart on Netflix part to pick up the book and turn that into a movie because more and more people are wanting to see themselves on screen. I think we're seeing that shift in young Hollywood. And that's why I'm so excited. You look at the girls from Booksmart. 10 or 15 years ago, I don't know if they've ever would have been casted in a lead role because I just think, you know, there was a certain cookie cutter look that they were going for in every young female lead. And then I'm blanking on the name, but the Netflix movie that was adorable, Jennifer Aniston, the girl loved Dolly Parton. Oh, um, um, oh that one's cute. Dumplin'. Dumplin'. Oh, yeah, Dumplin'. That girl is in everything too. And I could see her like having a very successful career going forward. She can play a wide range. She was in the latest uh, Netflix series, Unbelievable, which was like very, very hard to watch. It's about oh, that's a her? serial rapist. Oh, She's yeah. the one who her, her boyfriend ends up. So she's the first victim that we mm-hmm. see where you see the shift from the way victims were t- treated years ago to the way victims are treated now. She Ooh. was the first one that we saw. Yeah. I still need this, to watch that. Oh, it is very dark and hard to watch, but I feel like almost everybody should watch it to understand the victim culture of what women went through before. It makes you think differently on some of the things that we're seeing now. It's hard to say it was well but, done because that's, you know, you don't want to say for the content, but it was, the arc of the story and connecting it back. And it, you know, it is based on a true story, I think. Um, it is, yeah. And how they weave hmm. through. I will have to I, watch that. Circle. Yeah, I, I binged it in a day. And like, I think Christmas actually, which is not. It's only six episodes. And I think majority of them are like 50 to 62 minutes. So you could definitely knock it out mm-hmm. in one day or over the course of a week. 
weekend. But we just got really dark yeah. and started talking about oh, rape no. victim culture. So to take a sharp left back to uh, P.S. I Still Love You. What was your, your biggest surprise with this movie? So we talked about what we liked, what we didn't like. What was the thing that surprised you most about the second one? I'll go. I'll, I'll say uh, in the moment when Laura Jean doesn't have Peter, uh, when Peter and her broke up, and you think she's going to call John Ambrose to meet her in the treehouse, yes. and it was really Jen. Yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like there's something really obvious, and that is it for me, too. I was going to say something. So I was surprised that they decided not to let this whole female, you know, mean girl jealousy continue. And I loved that she, I was surprised, so surprised that she grabbed the friendship bracelet and hit it. That was my big surprise. So it was like the same thing, the scene in the treehouse. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised that she cared that much, but she was just embarrassed to admit that she kind of missed Laura Jean being a friend. I I thought it was refreshing because I think a lot of times we see these things and then the movie ends with, you know, the girl who was popular and mean, like huffing and puffing in a corner with like, the jock from the high school that's not as good. Like she never really like learned her ways and here she is being the same person. And we actually saw some growth and learned that she was going through some hard things and that she was leaning on Peter for it. Cause he's been through it, but not necessarily, uh, she wasn't necessarily trying to break them up. Yeah. I also was surprised they didn't talk about the dad and it, like his dating life. I, I thought we had an opportunity there. Life. I thought that was, so- I know I wanted more. And Kitty is just like a star. I think the little sister is just, it's so funny. Do you think the third one is somehow about her, like getting her first boyfriend? Cause I would be, I'd be here for that. I'd want, but I feel like it, she might be too young. We still might be. Yeah. I Where? guess they're probably already starting on the third. I doubt they're going to wait. Yeah, no, I didn't wait. They already were filming it before this even came out. I think once they got such great feedback on the first, they filmed pretty quickly. Two and three are pretty close together. Um, one question I did notice in terms of details, and Lucy and Abby, I'm sure you noticed it too, but where <laughs> the fuck was Josh, the neighbor? Yes! I was oh, wondering yeah. that. He was nowhere to be found. Yeah. People are going to be listening to this podcast, and I just keep screaming at certain points. <laughs> yeah. Where was Josh? I saw that on Twitter because, like, I was at work, and I don't know who was sitting home on that Thursday when it came out, but people during the day, I just saw that Josh was trending, and I was like, is he going to come back? Like, what is this? But, Yeah. I mean, I didn't like Josh and I don't need him, but I feel like the story with Josh still has, I don't know. She's been friends with Josh forever. And I there's some links to that still. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that it was weird that all of a sudden he's just out of her life because her sister broke up with him and now her sister's at school. I mean, he still lives next door. I think it would have been an interesting dynamic if all three of them, so Josh, John Ambrose and Peter all would have been together. Oh, like, to absolutely. See what would that have been like? But maybe One other thing too that I just thought about that I forgot that surprised me. And Lucy, I was watching your stories and I swear like Bill and I were agreeing on everything for those that uh, Bill is for those don't Bill is Lucy's boyfriend. Um, And so we were, I was watching it in the beginning and we were watching, I was watching my friends and we were all saying at the same time when she started doing the dance, just like an adventures of babysitting that we're like, he's going to cheat on her because that's what, I mean, like everyone thought that, and I guess in the end, she kind of cheated on him. But what was the point of that scene if it didn't have any connection? I thought I was surprised by it and then surprised Peter didn't cheat on her. I feel like we have to Google now, like, Vanessa, what actually, because you said, like, something more happened in the book. So maybe they cut it out in editing. Like, maybe they realized, like, they're pushing the envelope enough. Like, I don't think so, truly, like, I feel like they have a problem in the sense that these movies spans so many ages like we're oh, yeah well i was to yeah. 10 year olds are watching this like bill's nieces will probably call me later and be like did you love it and i'm like wait should we be talking about this because i'm more well, i'm internally 13 and that's probably why i'm like oh my god i love it but i think what i've read and i haven't this isn't like backed up by anything so anyone who's read the books who read the second book who can share some information on this please dm us but my understanding is the relationship between him and Jen was a little bit more shady than what they showed on screen. Yeah, I think so too. I don't trust Jen. I know we were just giving her like the benefit of the doubt and like, you know, women empowerment, like they're back together and being friends. I think I still think Jen's a shady fuck. Like, sorry. I don't know if you guys care about that. I should have asked. 
You're okay. good. You're I good. I was like, I don't know. But I don't know. I still don't trust Jen. Oh, wait. My biggest uh, surprise, too. Dance Moms. Maddie Ziegler. Like, coming up. In yes. Yes. Out of nowhere. Like, this is her breakout. She should have had a bigger role, though. Yeah. I feel like she should have had a bigger role. Like, what was the point? Like, everyone recognized yeah. her. She should have. And she just stood yeah. there. She kind of looked like her, like, been her sister or something. Like, I I don't know. I feel like there was. Maddie could maybe pull a movie. I don't know. She did okay for this, but we'll have to see where her career is. I think she's always going to play like a cheerleader or a dancer or like yeah. a version of herself. Well, maybe she'll go down the Jenna Doohan route. Oh, God. Sure. I hope not. <laughs> so, was it uh, Step It Up 22 will be with Maddie. Okay, I do think uh, we need another step up because those were also kind of like, because also think about that too. And I think a lot of people talk about this one actually out of all the rom-coms that are set in high school and a lot of times you look at it and you're like nobody looked like that when I was in high school. I do feel like they picked people who they still could they they look like they could have been in high school whereas like step up both of them were in high school and I promise you I never saw Channing Tatum walking through my halls. Like I think they did a good job casting in that sense. Everyone seemed the right age. That's true. It was believable that they were all in high school. Even and Peter. That, yeah. I mean, and he's 21, so it wasn't that big of a stretch. How old is Laura Jean in real life? I'm wondering. Peter is I now like- 23. Oh, okay. Um, but when they filmed, there's some time, so he might have been closer to 21. Lana is 22. Okay. So, I mean, still, I mean, still acceptable for them to be a 16 year old, given the fact that a lot of times in Hollywood, they have 30 year olds playing 16 year olds. So I, uh, I, I liked that. I think the casting was perfect, but in the first one and the second one, I thought they did a really good job. But as far as Brom comes, Oh, except what? I do not like her older sister at all. (laughs) And I'm just looking up. Did you ever watch pretty little liars? No. Was she in that? So I can't watch her. She was, and she was a horrible person in that show. I and find I her to be a cannot one that show was the person. most ridiculous thing ever. Oh, it was, yeah, I just I felt like she How wasn't a very supportive she? big sister. She had a very minor role in this video, though. Yeah, I'm looking at her age too because I looked at Lana. Uh, she she was born in 1988. There's a large age gap here between the sisters. Yeah. She seemed, Large she's like, she seemed older. Like I, I felt like that was the only one casting wise. I'm like, she's just now leaving for college. Like only person I would say did seem to be 30 and she was 30. Here's some good news. It sounds like the third one has already been filmed already Ooh. and will be released this year. No. Oh, I'm so excited. Wait. Yeah. That's what they said on IMDb. I was Googling while we were talking. I bet it will be this fall. I could see it being like a fall. I'm sure it's because honestly, like for both of them, and I think that's probably why, you know, you cram these movies in together. It's kind of like, I think of Game of Thrones where they spread it out so long and you tried to cut down filming as much, but then with your press tours and everything and other commitments, like you're worried they won't come back, especially these kids who are getting all these roles. The guy who plays uh, Peter Krasinski's friend in this, is that Ross Butler, I think? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was in um, 13 Reasons Why, right. too. And I think he had been in something, 13 Reasons Why, either he stepped, I feel like he's been in three things, and he stepped out of one of them, whatever it was, like a show or a series, maybe it was Riverdale or something, they replaced him, like, didn't say anything. It might have been 13 Reasons, because he had too many commitments and, like, production was taking too long. It's him or somebody else, but... I've like I think that's what you run into. That's why they're like, okay, we're just gonna film this all right now. Like, let's get it going, because otherwise you're gonna lose these kids who are gonna be like, you know what? Screw the third one. I also think that like the interest from the fans might change. I because like right now I'm still dying to watch the third, even though I kind of just tore into the second one. I did overall enjoy it. Like I think people are, God, she really like is negative about it. I can't wait to watch the third. I think it's gonna be a great series, but I think if I had to wait two years. I wouldn't be quite as excited. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. I it's been a it's been a minute in terms of rom coms. I should say teen rom coms that I've been excited about something like to all the boys. Agree. So where does this rank for you guys within uh, rom com? So thinking of like the best one, like it's hard to pick just one. But like looking at like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Uh, what's another really good one? She's all that. I mean, are you thinking like high school, like high school rom-coms specifically or just rom-coms in general? Just rom-coms in general. So like thinking of like the really good ones to the really, really bad ones, which would probably be anything that starred Hilary Duff. Um, Oh, where would you? (laughs) I love Cinderella. We did did rom-com trivia this past weekend. And Bill made these montages and we put like a to all the boys I love little clip in there. And like it was all these like older movies, too. And randomly I was like, oh, you need a couple more. Here's some things I threw them at him. I mean, people cheered during Peter Krasinski and uh, Laura Jean more than I thought they would. You know, we're looking at Harry Met Sally and then this and then also Cinderella story. The cheers were insane. And I don't know if maybe because all those people had been in high school when that was in high school. So this is like for some generation, this is going to be their kind of like Peter Krasinski is our child, Michael Murray. Like, I don't know, but it, it was surprising how many people were obsessed with this and had already I, watched the movie. I, mean, I, I, I like Cinderella story. I just would say as far as rom-coms go, as um, far as quality, it's a little bit lower on the list for me, but I would put, I would put to all of the boys I love before towards the top. And then PS, I still love you. Just a few, maybe like three or four positions below that. So my favorite rom-coms, I would put to all the boys, just the series, including both. And for high school, I'd put it really, really high. In terms of rom-coms, rom-coms, like my personal favorites are Notting Hill. And I really love when Harry met Sally. I mean, the dynamics are completely different, but for high school, I feel like it's the most realistic kind of like what we said and from the people that they cast maybe not so much the plot line but (laughs) the way they presented and filmed it to me felt a little bit more real than what I remember with um how to lose a guy in 10 days and she's all that um I'm trying to there were so many um I mean all the John Hughes think about 16 candles I would put never been kissed in the, the category of high school. Oh my god, Sixty Candles is oh, my no. number one. Oh my god, Candles is for high school. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, that's for sure my number. One. That is my number one. I, yeah, I feel like also for this. I I'll be interested just because I know when you, you know, I watch like you've got mail once a month, but it took me a while. Like it didn't age. It ages so differently because of technology. And I feel like you watch these other ones and you know they didn't have the factor of technology. And maybe that's kind of the issue we were talking about, Abby, with number the PS I Still Love You is because in this day and age, we know Laura Jean would have stalked uh, John Ambrose. She would have found where he lit. Like, I-, I knew where all my crushes lived or moved to and still do. Like, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm married and I still will randomly find myself like stalking exes. I have no intention of reaching out to them, seeing them or anything, but I'm like, oh, I don't even stalk I exes. I stalk guys that I remembered from a bar and I'm like, what was his name? And I know he was friends with so-and-so and I'll just check in to make sure they have a receding hairline and like I made the right choice. Yes. And I did. I was just going to say, is there anything better than seeing like the boy who like everyone had a crush on in like sixth or seventh grade? And then you look him up on Facebook and he's got a beer belly, receding hairline. I mean, just like definitely peaked too soon. I don't know why, but that's like one of the most gratifying moments for me. And I sound like a horrible human being, but I just, I feel like those people think they're better than everyone. And then all of a sudden high school ends and it's like, ah, shit, what am I going to do? We all think it. You're just saying it out loud, Abby. We're with you. I say the same for girls. Sorry. Not sorry, but- yeah. It's even better with girls because girls are so mean, but it's like an art form. Like, it's not like you would watch it and be like, oh, wow, that girl's a bitch. But if you knew like the backstory of why she was bringing certain things up about a birthday party that you weren't invited to, like, I mean, it's, it's truly an art form when you look at like the mean girls from middle school and high school. Yeah. But I think that's like what I'll be interested to see how this movie ages, like, because we're talking about, you know, 10, 
how to lose a guy in 10 days. Like, yes, that's such a good one, but also how weird it was it. And like, it doesn't make sense now, but only because we watched it 700 times and picked it apart. And in this day and age, <laughs> it wouldn't happen and it couldn't happen. So I feel like rom-coms are supposed to be at that more surface level. And that's how obviously Vanessa was enjoying it. And Abby and I were like, no, <laughs> because for me, honestly, the first one was so good. I, I don't think I ever have to watch the second one again. Like it, wow. I just, it, I didn't hate it. I just, I need the third. I just think it was, it's like Bridget Jones diary too. Like, I don't want to acknowledge that it happened. It did its job, whatever that's it was. Fair. And I'm ready for the third. And I always think the trilogy is amazing. So I have high hope for how this ties it together. And I I'll, then I'll be excited to read the books because I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to do it now and spoil it for myself, especially if certain things don't happen. But I'd be interested to see how this author wrote everything and how she wrote into like the 21st century more so than other rom-coms because it is one of the absolutely this late and she's been pretty yeah. involved too with everything jenny yeah. han i mean she makes a cameo in the movie you see her mm-hmm. in the cafeteria so she's been really really involved which i like um as i'm like you guys i'd like to read the books as well so i hope it keeps the integrity of what her true story is so that makes me feel good that she still has a voice and say in all of that well and i think it's also you can tell that too because obviously when we were talking about them writing a character for an Asian like woman or teenager Jenny Han is and like that was all like a lot of her it was Korean I think her cultural references and I feel like it was nice that it it wasn't the focus but it was still such a part of her like it was little nods to her culture that were throughout the movie that but it didn't it didn't mean that she was a completely different heroine like she was still relatable to everyone even though I don't wear like a kimono or I don't know the right word to go to like my grandma's house to have the lunch. Like, I feel like this, the author, I'd be interested to just see how she wrote it and how that was from her life and her experiences and how they brought that into the movie. I thought was really well done. I think that's what made it like so refreshing too, was that we were seeing a little bit of a different culture, but like you said, not so much so that, it's the same with like crazy rich Asians. Right. I think everybody loved watching it because it wasn't, you saw a little bit of tradition and history and it was woven in there in a very entertaining way that still made it relatable and enjoyable to watch. Right. So I, I love that kind of stuff. I also think in like a previous life, like I definitely lived in like a very exciting culture um, other than the Polish Catholic family. I, grew up in. But, um, I don't know. The Catholics, not to as a Catholic, I kind of think we're a little crazy. Well, we're alcoholics for sure, but um, we do drink a lot. That's, I mean, that's the perk we have. I I would say that the drinking piece of it. No, but sometimes, you know, you watch shows and it's like, I don't know. I always like, I don't know when, for some reason growing up, I always wanted a quinceanera and I know that like, it'd be really inappropriate to have one, but I just think that'd be so fun. So I like, I like some of the other cultures and traditions. um, Started because all the other kids were getting upset. (laughs) <laughs> that could be I wonder what would happen like can I have a quinceanera for like my 40th that like would oh be my God. you okay. guys are killing me this <laughs> <laughs> is like I just wanted to enjoy this movie and you guys ripped it apart torn into it <laughs> but I think I mean all in all I definitely enjoyed it but like you Lucy I cannot I really cannot wait for the third I will watch it the second it comes out I watched this the second it came out and oh, I did yeah. not record it at all no oh no I I enjoyed it I feel like also because that's what I was thinking of it was also like the kissing booth like Netflix came out with a couple like same time like same idea like let's see what we need to tap like these two books that were written like and I think the kissing booth was written on like some like fan like app it wasn't even like a real book that this girl's book got picked up um but I feel like just based on obviously that they're already in the third one of this. And I don't even know if they filmed the second kissing booth, but like the fandom is there. And I think that also is oh, absolutely. actors. Like I just, I just love the main actress and I believe her and I want her to just, I want her to be with Peter, but I also kind of want her to go to college. 
and I want to see and like what happened. Peter might go to college. Like I want to just know like community college after. Yeah. And she's more so likable than Constance Wu. Oh, don't even know. Start it on. Yeah, that. we don't have that's another tangent, but she's a lot more likable than her. So oh, yeah. wouldn't it have been so, I guess to, if she yeah. that, that role and Constance Wu could just be gone. Uh, so to kind of like wrap it up, what are your predictions for the third? Lucy, we'll have you go first. Oh, well, so I guess my thing is, are they juniors right now? Do we think? Or is Peter a year older? No, Josh was a year older. So I, feel yeah, like I think they're both juniors. They're juniors. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it'll be senior year. I feel like, I don't, gosh. I feel like it'll kind of end with them together, but like growing apart. Like, I feel like we already kind of saw with like just them choosing the two charities to do and they have such different lives that I feel like it'll be something like she goes to East coast and he goes to West coast to school. And like, it's still like, it doesn't end on bad terms, but I see it kind of on a cliffhanger of their relationship. And in a few years, we'll just see it, like letting us believe whatever we want. Vanessa, what do you think? Uh, so the title of the third book is Always and Forever. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. I feel like they're going to end up together. I think they're going to be in college. I think there's going to be, like you said, conflict with different interests And I do feel like there'll be another breakup due to that, but then they'll somehow find each other back. That's what I'd like to think. I'm a softie and I I love a good, happy ending. So I think because they try to make it more realistic and more relatable, I think one, I think they're definitely going to have sex in the third. I think that's just a given. Um, That's a good prediction. Yeah. You know, Laura Jean's going to lose her me. And then I do think that they're going to end up not together, but I think it's going to be one of those things where they're both kind of at peace with it. I think Laura Jean's going to go to an Ivy league school, like far away. And Peter's probably going to go to like the big state school that everybody around them is going to, where he can kind of continue to be this person. And I think they're like, maybe like the always and forever is that they're always and forever going to have high school and have it as like a, a warm memory, but I think they're going to part ways, but I think it's going to be, we're going to feel at peace with it. I don't think it's going to be like an ugly breakup. I wish they could do something like I, I'm just thinking a, like remember how like in uh what is it? Like, I feel like twilight did this. Harry Potter did this, like everything that had a final book, then they just split into two movies because they really wanted to build it up. I don't think we're going to get that, but I really wish, did you guys watch Felicity? Oh my god, my favorite, yes, my favorite series. I fucking so love Yes. I feel like I need them to now give us the show where they both move to New York. And like it's just these like run-ins across the city, but we kind of develop both their lives with like whoever across like I just like in college or something or post college. I feel like I just really want them idea. to go, go back to these two what? in a few years. Plot twist. What if we jump to them in college? And Laura Jean all of a sudden now is like the it girl and Peter's struggling because he's a, you know, a little fish in a big pond. And that's like the dynamic of the relationship is that she's thriving and he's struggling. Maybe that's the third movie. I know. So I'm thinking like, what if that happened? That would be, I would watch that too. I feel like we just gave them a lot of great options. They might need to refilm and incorporate some of those into it. I just, I love it cocky Peter Kaczynski like you just you love to see it like there's just something about his character and like and maybe that's just the what I love about like the high school rom-coms like one of them needs to be the strong personality but kind of be brought more level or sentimental because of the girl I feel like she that's when we like him most like when he's kind of being an asshole or like sporty or whatever and then she makes them really sweet. Being a little selfish. Yeah. Yeah. I think also it goes, it goes back to like growing up idolizing Zach Morris. We love the popular guy who has a soft side that, you know, is very charismatic and flirty and 
that I mean, I think Peter Kavinsky is this generation Zach Morris. Friday Night Lights. Ooh. Love it. Like, oh my God. That's we should do a bonus on Friday Night Lights. I could talk that. forever. We could take, like if we went deep into Ron, this is why I can't talk about this. Like, you shouldn't have asked me because I could go deep into I've Ron. never I've seen it. You've never seen Friday Night Lights? But no. I didn't, watch it till I, I didn't watch it till college, but the minute you do, like, you will binge it. Like, it is so good. I've heard it, that. It's one of my favorite TV shows. I, like, I don't know. Like, there have been times where I'll randomly, like, getting ready to, like, go do something, and I will, in my head, just say, like, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Like, I, like, yeah. that's, that means nothing to you. But... I don't, it's like, it is stuck with me. If I ever got a tattoo, it would probably be that phrase. <laughs> that might be too far. Oh my God. <laughs> That's taking it a little too far. I don't think I'd ever get a tattoo to begin with, but it'd probably be like my children's names first. And then maybe the Friday Night Lights quote. Mine would be something from You've Got Mail probably, so I can't judge. I think yours would be something from First Wife's Club. Like, oh, I think yours should be You Don't Know Me. That That's true. I feel like that'd be really weird to put like, You Don't Own Me on my ass. <laughs> Like mine would I be from actually, Paris Bueller. Mine would be life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look once in, every once in a while, you that's just a might miss long it. Tattoo, oh, that's that's a, you don't fucking care, where Abby. Are you, where are you putting this? <laughs> On my back? I don't know. Just one um, but it's funny, Lucy. When I said you don't own me, I like instantly thought it would be on your butt. Like there's just nowhere else you would put well, you don't I don't own. Get to, you know, I, I keep that pretty hidden and like I just I wouldn't know where else. I mean, I like that I said I keep it pretty hidden. Like, no, I very you keep I'm, your butt hidden. I just yeah. you're so conservative. I know, who would have guessed? Yeah. No, I feel like I don't know. It, yeah, it goes my butt. <laughs> Well, de- I mean, definitely. Well, now that you've all learned so much about us, including our tattoos and what we expect in a rom-com, uh, how I wish I was from a different ethnicity, uh, Lucy, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram and about your podcast? Sure. Um, it's, again, Lucy on the Ground, not Lucy on the Ground with Rocks. Uh, and then my podcast no, is Vino Nothing. Uh, you know, not as consistent as you all. I give you props to stay on it with especially two people. I record with Bill and it's hurting cats and I'm the cat who's trying to hurt. So it's definitely not easy, but yeah, we know nothing. We just kind of ramble about pop culture and rom-coms and whatever I'm feeling like talking about. So you guys have to come on next. Now that I know how to do this like virtual thing, <laughs> now we can do this. We can't wait. We can't wait. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as we did. We love rom-coms and I can't get enough. Did you love that, Abby? I loved it. I mean, I love romantic comedies. I love discussing them with Lucy. It's it's fun to talk to somebody who's just as passionate about these things as we are. And uh, hopefully that passion came across, even though it was definitely a tough critique for a PSI. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. But yeah, we still we're going to have a lot of fun bonus episodes coming up. If you guys enjoy this, please let us know. And if you have any other suggestions on what type of content you want to hear from us, slide into our DMs. We love hearing from you. If you aren't already, please, please, please subscribe. Don't unsubscribe, but subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating or review. It means the world. It really doesn't make a difference in the algorithms. And check us out on Instagram, and we will catch you all soon. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one. Work out with us for 30 minutes. Feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I. Are you ready to get started?